Hey y'all, you're now tuned in to the original podcast of A Stronger Foundation. Welcome. Some call me doctor, others call me Master T. You can call me anytime. I'm Sweet T, the academic architect, PDO. That's planner, designer, and overseer of the academic success plan for kids. So tell your neighbor or call somebody and let them know it's that time. Hey, y'all, let's get building. Hey, everybody, welcome. So I want to start off with a disclaimer. Any claim made in this episode or any other episodes excludes those learners with real medically diagnosed learning disabilities. With that said, let's talk about academic complacency. Complacency? Well, according to my source, it means a feeling of smug or uncritical satisfaction with oneself or one's achievements. I want you to really pay attention to the phrase uncritical satisfaction. And even if you have to pause the session and just think about what that really means as we move forward. Kids of today in a general classroom, they don't want to learn from their mistakes. They want their mistakes to be embraced. They want a unique scale to be developed to accommodate their errors. They want to create their own academic bars so that their errors are not really errors at all. Rather, their errors become more like like a unique academic style or like an academic swag, if you will. See, we've already discussed the issue of allowing a child to be in charge of their education. And we considered how placing such power in a child's control was not only wrong, but in many ways unethical. Since there is no way for a child to make a conscious, premeditated decision about their future comfort. A premeditated decision is one that receives careful thought and consideration of possible consequences prior to one taking action. A child can barely see past the next play date. In fact, the only type of premeditated decision a child may engage in is of an instant gratification nature. Hmm. For example, like in the case when they must create a strategic plan to take a chocolate cookie before dinner. They may engage in deep thought as they weigh the pros and cons of how to eat that pack of cookies without being caught. And if caught, what's the worst case scenario? And can they endure it? Will they survive? 
Yet, even though we as adults know the limitations of a child to engage in intelligent foresight to help themselves make best decisions about their learning, still a pure reflection of today's education reveals the student as the foundational dictator. Foundational dictator? Yes, the one with the final say. Don't believe it? Go into any classroom and witness the array of individualized learning plans. Now, before you go into compact mode on me, hear me out. Individualized learning plans are essential and every child should have one, in my opinion. Most of the latest research support individualized learning plans as the best practices for educational reform and transformation. So I am with the experts 100%. So see, you can relax those guards. Now that you know, I am not against learning plans. Scouts on her. <laughs> However, after almost two decades as a teacher, I've become very concerned about the number of students who receive special, special, special academic learning plans. I am troubled by several rhetorical questions. Why are so many kids unable to meet the standard requirements for proficiency? And why are so many of them in need of a special, special, special learning plan? Has this become the new academic normal for only a small percentage of students to excel and the others to simply exist in the learning environment? I believe that accommodation plans should be a means to an end versus the end as it is in many cases mm -hmm. and if you trap the students who are placed on individual educational plans you will soon see just how rare it is for those students to get off that plan now before i proceed I have to clarify what I mean by educational learning plans. See, for me, a standardized educational learning plan is the curriculum established by a school district. Now, since all learners are unique, that curriculum must be modified, structured, and presented based on the individual learning styles of each child. But the bar set to indicate proficiency of the learning standards established in that curriculum should be kept standard for all learners. Now, I agree with setting individual goals for struggling learners who cannot reach the standard bar for whatever reason, but those goals should be aligned to the standard bar. 
So I disagree with lowering the standard bar and then creating goals for a new level of proficiency for that lowered bar. Because that's almost like that child is no longer even in the real game. Don't you see? They are placed on a whole different field. So that when they do make a shot, it doesn't truly count as a full point because the real goal is actually up here. Some students get on a plan as early as first grade, first grade, and they stay on this plan throughout secondary grades. In my 18 years as a teacher, I witnessed hundreds of children that were placed on IEPs, but only witnessed a few that ever exited that plan and became reclassified as on grade level. So travel back with me to where my issues with this issue lies. Special, special, special learning plans. They strike me as though we embrace the belief that these students cannot learn. It bothers me that the child doesn't understand that they are playing on a whole different field where the points don't count in the way they believe. I feel like the child as the foundational dictator tells us, the ones who know better, that they cannot do the work because it's too hard. And we respond by making accommodations that essentially lowers the bar significantly, essentially taking the child out of the game entirely. When the bar is lowered, the PR the child receives is not the standard PR that will align them to the standard bar of secondary school and the standard bar of the real world they will have to enter. And it's not enough. It's not good enough to ask a child to sign a contract agreeing that they take full responsibility for where they will end up in life as a result of their opting to perform below the standard bar now. Because again, ethically and morally wrong. An IEP is a special, specially designed learning plan created for students who are performing below grade level. It consists of a commitment between a parent, teacher, and child to work together on specific targeted skills to help the child get back on grade level. Now this plan is revisited multiple times throughout the school year and new goals are set. As always, the teacher has the heaviest end of the stick with the role of constantly having to search for resources to accommodate students who are at times up to two or three levels below their grade. Day after day, 
after week, after month, after year. The child makes little to no gains because, well, they're comfortable, uncritically satisfied, complacent. I mean, just think about it. If a child, if, if, as, if as a child, you had the opportunity to do half the assignments as unlevel students in twice the time given to the regular ed kids and you still received a PR, would you jeopardize that by volunteering to work extra hard, long hours to get back on grade level? Even if that meant sacrificing video game time and not to mention the most important part of any school day, recess time? Are you kidding me? Another issue with the current learning plans is that they have expanded the criteria for qualification to include laziness, lethargy, and learned helplessness as disabilities. That's the kind I refer to as special, special, special learning plans. These types are created for the academically complacent, the uncritically satisfied. And where is the parent in all of this? There's some place celebrating the fact that their child receives a PR. A PR? How can that be? Well, that's the power of the PR that I'll keep trying to explain. And so let's summarize. The PR meets the learner where they are. Therefore, even a student that is two or three years below grade level can find comfort in a personalized PR scale modified to create a false positive for the child's performance. Remember that I told you in a previous episode that the PR scale was the best compromise for peace between the school and the home. The school gives PR to indicate that a student is demonstrating proficiency based on a bar that has been customized to accommodate the individual learner based on whatever scale they find to be comfortable as the foundational dictator. And so that PR received by the student who is two or three grade level below is not equivalent to the PR received by the students who are on level and is likewise not equivalent to the PR received by the other students who are two grade level ahead. But the parents see a PR and that soothes their mind. This upsets me though, because this type of parent gambles with their child's future. 
their complacency with most, well, their complacency will most likely be the determining factor of whether the child grows up to be comfortable or have to struggle just to survive in life. Now, I know that sometimes I come across really strong, but I feel like I am more of an advocate for kids. I feel like many kids are being set up for failure and it's just not right. It's unfair and it's unethical because they don't know better. Yes, they know how to manipulate and dictate, throw tantrums, and take advantage of the easier work afforded by their special, special, special learning plans. But they do not understand the long-term implications of their present action. Only adults can comprehend this. But many adults are afraid to take a stand. Teachers are afraid of losing their license from angry parents presenting them with legal challenges whenever the teacher tries to press the child a little too much just to achieve more. Parents are afraid to push the child because they want to be their best friend and earn their stamp of approval. I sometimes overhear the conversations between kids and it sounds something like this. Instead of saying mom or dad, I like to say adult. Okay, here it goes. Wait, what? Your adult makes you read after school and practice extra work on a Saturday? Dude, that's rough. My adult is totally cool. They never force me to read. I'm allowed to play video games whenever I want for as long as I want. And my adults even does my homework and projects for me. They say it's way too hard for my age. They tell me that the only thing I need to worry about is just being a kid. Complacency, a feeling of uncritical satisfaction with oneself or one's achievements. Complacency causes children to feel like they are always on track for academic success, even when they're really not. It's one thing for children to become complacent, but parents must not become complacent with mediocre achievements when it comes to their child's education. So let me be clear about what I'm saying. I am in full support of all academic growth plans. After all, I am the spokesperson for the academic success plan for kids. I am in full support of individual learning plans as long as there is an end date. I am not in support of plans that simulates crutches upon which children become dependent. When you read a typical goal on many individual learning plans, it states something like this, like 
it'll say the student will write three complete sentences with grade level punctuation 70% of the time. This same goal remain year after year and rarely gets mastered. But why? I mean, aside from the children, again, with medically diagnosed real learning disabilities, why would a child be unable to master this skill for multiple years of their school life? Could it really be because they just cannot learn? Now I need you to look me straight in the eyes and hear me. As it states in the introduction of my podcast, I'm Sweet Tea, the academic architect PDO, and some call me doctor. Well, I'm about to issue my first prescription as spokesperson of the Academic Success Plan for Kids. If you know a child who has become complacent and uncritically satisfied with such mediocre achievements that is less than their best, I prescribe ongoing doses of efficacy development, TID, effective immediately. Side effects may include a sudden increase in motivation, determination, and highly possibly academic success. Understand that academic complacency essentially means, I'm sorry, essentially means that a child has made certain internal decisions about their education. Mainly, they have decided to settle and take the easy road to wherever it may lead. Please, don't allow them to throw in the flag so soon. I'm reaching out to you because you are my best chance of fulfilling my life's purpose to inspire every child to strive for excellence in their journey to becoming the best that they can be one moment at a time. Thanks for listening.